Welcome back to the Be Kind Podcast. We're part of the Animal Advocates of South Central PA's mission to spread compassion for animals in a peaceful and respectful way. This is Joe Kirkner. Again, the studio's in my house, so I'll probably be in most of the episodes. And I'm here with John Beck again and Dieter again. And full disclosure, we're filming this right after the last episode we recorded, so um, not a whole lot has happened since the last episode. But now we are joined by Roxy over the phone. So, Roxy, say hi, and you're up. Hello, everybody. And I guess we'll just jump right into things. So, we mentioned in the last episode, Roxy, that you just welcomed a kiddo into your family, and we're hoping you could tell us what that was like from a just personal perspective and also how it was navigating it as a vegan. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. So, our baby, Elias, was born on Friday the 13th, which, for the record, I was rooting for. I thought it was really rad. Um, my wife had a completely vegan pregnancy, healthy. Um, she did have low blood pressure, which is odd. Uh, we can talk about that more later. Um, but everything was fine. Um, because he was an IVF baby, that's in vitro fertilization. Um, she had to be induced at 39 weeks. And anybody that knows anything about that process knows it's not a fun thing. Um, uh, but yeah, so we have a baby. He's a week old and life has been crazy. And when you were uh, navigating the pregnancy for a full vegan pregnancy, did you get a lot of pushback from your healthcare providers? Um, they just like to check everything. Um, so I think the doctor just he would tell everybody this, but particularly us, like your baby needs protein, your baby needs protein. Uh, but I pretty much like cater all the meals and figured out nutrients and stuff like that. So we were prepared. Yep, and the baby is uh, completely breastfed, and he, at his one-week appointment, had already been gaining weight, uh, so, or not one week, three-day appointment, he was already gaining weight, so they did not want to see him back at the week. They said, just come back in a month, uh, we're pretty sure your baby's fine, so awesome. everything seems fine here. Yay, congratulations, that's and awesome. three-year-old, <laughs> thank you. Yep, and then our vegan three-year-old is thriving so life has been good that's awesome just uh sleep has not been so how's everything been going with the podcast it's been good i mean it's coming along nicely i think um we just shot a episode with uh dieter a little bit ago so yeah um it's coming along pretty good talking about my failure as a vegan the first time around (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't even know you were actually there, Dieter. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We're all here. We're all... Yep, we're all in the same room. <laughs> Six feet apart, though. Six feet apart. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> so ask me all your baby-related questions. <laughs> uh, well, see, you're talking to three single guys without any kids. I think you don't have any kids, right? No. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so I guess next question I always wonder is, what's it like being vegan in a hospital? I see some posts every now and then about it, and I don't know if it's actually... But I've heard horror stories, too. So how was it for you? Okay, so uh, we were at York Hospital, just for disclosure. And I have to say, I'm very disappointed by vegan options. Um, so there was a and you could ask for, uh, you could say, is this vegan? And they would put it in the computer, and they would tell you. Um, so, like, my wife wanted spaghetti with marinara sauce. Apparently, the noodles have eggs in them, so she couldn't have that. Uh, so she ended up ordering chili, and the chili was just uh, kind of an assortment of beans. 
Uh, I don't know if you saw her face post about this, but the next night she ordered rice and beans, and it was just white rice with the chili on top, a.k.a. just beans. <laughs> and then she ordered uh, a stuffed pepper the other day, and it was just a pepper with the bean mixture on the inside. <laughs> so that's being kind efficient. Of, yes, they were being efficient, but that was really like maybe the only option. Um, luckily, though, gone. I was prepared, and I brought snacks and jars of peanut butter, and I had like minute rice that you could microwave and cans of beans because I'm neurotic like that. So <laughs> we ate. <laughs> You order the black bean brownies and you just have a <laughs> bunch of beans in a brownie tray. Correct. So, um, yeah, if you'd like to eat beans, then your hospital cafeteria is the place for you. You think they have black bean burgers then? <laughs> um, apparently they do have a black bean burger, but it's not vegan. You oh. know how that happens. Uh, eggs. Yeah. Nobody can think and then, like, they had French fries that were uh, cross-contaminated, stuff like that. So yeah. there were a couple other options. I know one of the nurses told us that they um, they sometimes have a vegan option in their cold bar, like a hummus sandwich or something like that. But I didn't venture down there. And the last thing any vegan nowadays needs is another gosh darn hummus veggie sandwich or wrap. <laughs> or the- right. She said sometimes that's still awful. Yeah. We're so spoiled now that we turn our noses up at Black Bean Burgers. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if if your hospital was an unhappy cow, I'd probably give it like a star. <laughs> they did have kombucha. Very trendy, very trendy. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. though, the, like the the kind of food they serve to people in hospitals. You think they would try to be a little bit healthier? Yeah. <laughs> and the amount you're paying, you think they could at least opt for a little bit better food? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole healthy thing really gets to me. <laughs> there weren't. I, I mean, it was all fried food, and these are where the doctors and the residents eat. Like, how, how was the yeah. how was the fruit situation there? Because I I think they have like fruit cups and stuff, don't they? Um, I we didn't do that. So on the maternity floor, there is always like a basket of fruit. So there were mm. really good oranges. I had a bunch of those, and there were some bananas. Um, they weren't ripe enough for me, but at least there was fresh fruit and there were apples too. Nice. I'd be a little scared to eat an apple in a hospital just because a lot of <laughs> stuff floating around on those skins. That's... I went for the oranges. I went for the oranges. <laughs> Something I'm wondering is, was there any medication or treatments or anything like that that weren't vegan that you and your wife had to do? Oh, I'm sure. Like the epidural. Um, at one point, her heart rate... Her heart rate was dropping and babies was, uh, so they had to um, give her fentanyl, like all this crazy stuff. And I'm sure all of those things are tested on animals. Um, but when it comes to life-saving medication, we're not going to ask if it's vegan or not, to be frank. Yeah, and there's that whole practicable thing. I mean, we talked to a doula uh, back at Lancaster Veg Fest and talked about home birth, but they don't do home inductions and because my wife had to be induced. You know, we just let the medicine be the medicine, and, yeah, I'm sure lots of it wasn't vegan. Yeah, even with things like flu shots, a lot of times they aren't vegan. I think there's vegan options now, but not the normal one, if you walk into a regular clinic and get flu shot odds are there'll be egg or something in it. So it's anytime you're involved with healthcare, I'm guessing it's almost impossible to be 100% vegan. 
Yeah, it's... Right. And if not, it's probably tested. Like the medicine was tested on an animal at some point. Yeah. Um, it's getting. I mean, we can all agree that that's horrible, but yeah. I am for Western medicine personally, and it saved my wife and my child's life this time. So. Yeah. I know a lot of uh, labs are getting better about that, though, about not testing on animals. But yeah, I totally get it. You, it's hard. It's hard to find a medicine that wasn't tested on animals but yeah uh there's a really hilarious episode of brooklyn 99 i don't know if you guys have seen that show um but it's about police officers it's a comedy Mm -hmm. and the one guy has two um hamsters and he puts them in a closet and they multiply and so they're trying to figure out how to get rid of like 50 hamsters and then they go back and they have to get rid of 300 hamsters because they keep uh, reproducing uh, but the one lady is like oh uh, my friend will take them to this lab and then like it's like a whole moral dilemma like they don't want to give it to the lab because they know the lab's going to test on them and right sounds like an episode of star trek <laughs> it does sound the tribbles <laughs> there you go Dieter. <laughs> talking about star trek <laughs> uh that's actually been my uh quarantine project is to try to watch star trek nice that's a good goal have you been watching picard uh yeah what do you think of it yes i have uh it's been interesting you know you have to get past the cheesiness of just like what they were capable of doing at the time yeah but it's been all right yeah i haven't i haven't watched it because i don't want to spend money for two tv series (laughs) so i'll probably just like next time they do a free offer binge that and uh, discovery yeah but I, I thought it was weird yeah. though it looked like from the little clips i saw that like picard lived on his ancestral mansion and had servants and i'm like what happened to my utopian space communism where, <laughs> where, where does this whole concept of ancestral homelands and servants come into the picture <laughs> well as you know i went to penn state for and i did linguistics and I found that like people in the linguistics field are obsessed with Star Trek, and I just could never get on board. So <laughs> I'm trying now. I, I grew up watching. Like I had to. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I grew up watching uh, the original series, at, and like in yeah. In uh, reruns, so my so phonetics class, she, we had to translate the opening in uh, into the international phonetic alphabet. All incredible test. vegan <laughs> insights. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, there's, uh, I mean, uh, Spock. Star Trek, I was just going to say, I was just thinking of the Spock incident, uh, that uh, that's probably an influence on my having gone vegetarian way back in the days. I think the first time I ran into the concept of not eating the flesh of animals was when Spock went crazy and was like, I've eaten the flesh of animals and liked it. I'm like, oh, you don't have to do that? That's interesting. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, because Vulcans are typically uh, vegetarian, yeah. I guess vegan even. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> all right, so see, yes, it all, it it all tied back. Content. Good job, gang. <laughs> Take that, cynical Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are on topic, so there. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice or resources would you direct any expecting mothers or couples looking to have a vegan pregnancy? Um, well, first and foremost, I would say listen to your doctors, um, but also make sure that you advocate for yourself. So... Uh, if a doctor is just telling you, oh, you need this nutrient, ask them for a blood test um, so that you can actually see where your levels are. And then just try to eat 
a healthy, whole foods, plant-based diet. I don't have any specific resources. There's so much stuff out there, um, maybe like nutritionfacts.org, just because you can get access to studies, and that's where you're going to find information. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. In the last episode where we were talking about former vegans, I was talking about how lazy it is that a doctor just says, oh, well, you should just eat meat again. And it's like, well, the doctor doesn't care about you. He just cares about what's easy for him. You know, right. if, he, if, he, if he truly cared about his patient, he would research the nutrition or refer you to a dietitian instead of, oh, just eat meat again. It's like, oh, no. Yep. And our family sees a nutritionist and she thinks that our diet is amazing, you know, when it's optimal. Obviously, we just had a baby and we're having some freezer pizzas and stuff like that, but we're getting back on track. Nice. Well, well, thank you guys for having me and for taking over the podcast and making <laughs> I hope to get back around to it. Yeah, we definitely um, want you definitely yeah. want you back on here and helping out with stuff and doing great things because you're awesome and we love you. But uh, yeah, we're glad. You guys are too. Thank <laughs> you for understanding. Oh, of course. Uh, we'll navigate this whole family of four thing. I'll be back around. Yeah. And we're glad everybody's healthy and happy and doing great. Thank you. Yes. Well, I will talk to you guys later then. All right. Bye, Roxy. Yep, take care. Bye. See ya.